Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Everybody, welcome to welcome, welcome, welcome. There we, there it is, right there. Welcome everybody to another installment of Young Persons Radio with me, your host Colby Smith, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I say it every week. I'll say it again. The only program where you, the listener, are guaranteed, yes, guaranteed, to be cooler than the host. Our number new this week. We have a new call-in number nine zero four three five one zero seven. That's 904-351-0729. The call-in system has been finicky at best the past couple weeks. And with this number, we put that to rest for the ages. This is going to be the number exclusively for this show for the rest of our time on this planet. So 904-351-0729. Let's give it a good test out today. Let's get some calls coming in. 904-351-0729. Young Persons Radio is the first of our astonishing 12-hour block of live talk shows this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be followed at 11 o'clock by Points of Order, the great sports talk show. We are then followed at noon by The Stroll Show, where they interview local bands. And at 1 o'clock, Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we have all your bases covered, so do not touch that dial. I said it last week. I will say again. This coming Tuesday, September 26th at 7 p.m. at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood, Queens. Ridgewood, Queens, we have the first ever Radio Free Brooklyn Comedy Showcase hosted by me. Co-hosted by me, I should say. I'm going to walk it right back down. Me and Lisa Levy, former guest of this program, current host here at Radio Free Brooklyn of Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit every Thursday at 2 p.m. The two of us hosting the station's first-ever comedy showcase at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood on Tuesday at 7, featuring Matt Strickland of MTV, Elise Morales of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, uh, Difficult People, the roast of your 15-year-old self, so many other exciting things, uh, Claire O'Kane, Viceland, frequent caller to the best show, and uh, Allison Leiby, a writer for The President Show, and a two-time published author. So that is a stacked lineup if I've ever heard one. Come on out. On Tuesday, September 26th, to the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood. That's 465 Seneca Avenue. We'll be there from 7 to 9. This coming Tuesday, that's two days away. And I'm telling you, if you're a caller to this show, let's say you're a loyal caller, you call every week, and we talk about whatever you want to talk about, regardless of what I'm talking about, this would be a great time to come and meet me in person, and we can talk about what we're all doing here. I also want to announce that after this week, uh, Young Persons Radio uh, has a big programming shift in that we will just be a Riverdale fan show as of this week. Uh, this guy, so this guy Noah Gebstadt, stopped by the show last week, and he's like, uh, he's like, well, you like Twin Peaks. you you got to watch Riverdale. There's the universe connection. They all hang out at the Pops Diner, and I'm like, all right, fine. If this is the thing that's going to get me to watch Riverdale, I'll do it. I watch Riverdale. I look up four hours have gone by. <laughs> I watched I watched four straight episodes. It's the it's it is the most fun show, I swear to God. Every so if you don't know, if Riverdale is set this is this description sounds bananas. Riverdale is set in the Archie comics universe, I guess. It's like all of the or like Archie's the main character. You've got Betty and Veronica and Jughead. Jughead played by a Sprouse twin, by the way. Uh, and there's like a murder. 
that kicks off the show. So this is the this is the the part of the Twin Peaks homage that there's a murder of like a popular high schooler and everyone's like trying to solve it. But then like the the the, the inner machinations of the small town continue to unfold. Uh so it's like Archie Comics and Twin Peaks and like a lot of the OC is in this show also. And if it sounds bonkers, you are correct. I'm seven episodes in now, and at least three felonies have been committed by the main character, including, like, forgery of signatures on binding legal documents. And it's never brought up that these are crimes. So, like, if you've got, look, look seven episodes, there's, there's more to go. Don't call in and, like, like yell a big spoiler at me, because that's, that's, that's not funny. Uh, if you want to call in with your Riverdale, Riverdale material, the number again is 904-351-0729. That's 904-351-0729. This is Radio Free Brooklyn, Young Persons Radio. I'm your host, Colby Smith. And my guest today is a veteran house performer and teacher at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in New York City, where she can be seen improvising every Saturday night at 10 p.m. as part of the team What I Did for Love. She also created two solo sketch shows at the theater and has written for MTV, IFC, McSweeney's, Above Average, and Funny or Die. And if that wasn't enough, she's been doing more and more stand-up lately, I guess, to prove she's the best at everything else, too. Uh, please welcome Natasha Vainblatt. Hello. How's that sound? There um, we go. I think it sounds good. That's good. Yeah, right? Is that good? That's great. Should I be louder? No, this is perfect. Okay, this good. Is perfect. <laughs> Natasha, thank you so much for being here. Colby, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. You are going to a wedding after this? I am. I'm dressed in my full wedding garb. <laughs> yes, yes. Not in a wedding dress, but in a dress for a wedding. So I, I extra appreciate uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. You got it. So we're going to talk some shop. Ooh, Natasha. baby! And uh-huh. then, uh, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna do a thing later on that I do with uh, with all my big name guests. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> I'm a marquee name. That's right, uh-huh. that's right. So first of all, uh, uh, we were talking a little bit about this before the show. Uh-huh. By the way, I love to hit every podcast trope whenever I can and say, <laughs> you know, you and I were talking off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but it's true, we were. <laughs> uh, about uh, Natasha wears clothes, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, your Instagram account. Uh, uh, that is, a, it's a fashion parody. I guess it's a fashion blog parody. Absolutely. Uh, is that an accurate description? It is, although now it's changing. As oh, you know, as okay. with anything, you know, that you do for a while. Now I think because now I'm doing character videos. On a little more mm. and those are not fashion parodies those are just me in various wigs okay so i i don't even know what it is anymore but it started so i'm such a huge fan of amy sedaris and cindy sherman so mm. amy sedaris i'm pretty sure in the comic community we all worship as a saint and then cindy sherman are you familiar with who she is i'm not actually so no. she is this amazing photographer who also just essentially takes photos of herself in crazy like wigs with she does like character photos. So I was like, I love them both and I want to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is the, my, my baby. That's right. like an homage to the two of them, yeah. I guess. What was it? Where did this, the fashion angle come from? Was that just Man, like, I a, love clothes. I was just going to say, I like love a, yeah. clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, I have a ton of them. And so I should just, <laughs> I should just do something with them and not wear them outside. That would be no, insane. <laughs> yeah. Just take photos of them so people know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not. I mean, it it comes from a place of like of genuine love, right? Oh, not it's yeah. not like a takedown. No, I love it love. so. I yeah. I I don't. I don't think I really like uh, look at too many fashion blogs, but okay. the the clothes themselves. Totally. I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would indulge me for one moment, uh, uh, just saying your work back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, go there is, on. There's one that you're in like a green felt. Let's, sweater or yes. like something and the the line is like uh if you look in the mirror and you see that you're dressed in the skin of a muppet you're ready for the world <laughs> yeah that is so funny <laughs> thank you thank you so much you know i workshop the uh captions with myself and my dogs oh so. wow your dogs have a lot of input on oh, the captions yeah they do oh, interesting. interesting i read it to them i see like what the deal is and then i post mm. it how many dogs do you have? I got two dogs. Two dogs. Their names are Clarence and Harvey. Clarence and Harvey. Oh my God! They, that's like a Statler and Waldorf. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're very fancy dogs. <laughs> have you had them long? Um, f- like four and five years. I oh think. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good amount of time. I yeah. forget. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm I'm eager to push the dog agenda here today, yeah. just to broaden our scope of animals oh, that we yeah. talk about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so I'll talk about dogs all day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, 
am not a huge pet person, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah. Uh, but we had a turtle in our apartment for a long time. <laughs> okay, I can see why you weren't a huge pet person. <laughs> and uh, uh, we let it go this summer. Uh, in like the, into the, in the streets the... <laughs> of Brooklyn? <laughs> no, we didn't just open the door <laughs> and push it out. Uh, in the woods of Staten Island. Oh, uh, okay. We worked at a, I worked at a summer camp. I mean, uh, to be summer, fair, it's yeah. got its home on its back. So really, you can yeah. set it out anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We found out later that it's an invasive species to that part of Staten. Really? Oh, God. So, uh, you know, we continue to do damage. <laughs> I don't know. If, are dogs yeah. an invasive species anywhere? I feel like they're pretty harmless. Um, I'm, I, I, get, like, I guess you could... Wherever wolves are a problem, right? Because sure. dogs are domesticated <laughs> yes. wolves. So, no, you know what? There's, um, I feel like stray dogs are an issue. Not... I, th- I, I can't say where, but I know yeah. they are an issue yeah. in places. Yeah. I believe I'm, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not spitting lies here. I'm coming with facts. So you, I, I read this uh, very long introduction for you at the, at, yeah. the, at the beginning of the, of the uh, episode, which is uh, you do, you do everything <laughs> there is to do. <laughs> and I don't do it well. <laughs> do you feel, do you, I mean, you're joking, obviously, but uh-huh. do you feel that way? Do you feel like a jack of all trades, master of none in some respects? or? <laughs> I I always have this debate with myself because I'm like, should I just focus on one thing mm. or spread myself and do 10,000 things? Yeah. And I've come to a point where I'm like, I work best when I do a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. So I just have to be okay with the fact that that's how I work. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I do one thing, I get very bored. So I always yeah. have to then... It, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's like, am I getting very good at sketch or am I getting very good at stand up? And it's like, am I not doing service to like pilot writing if I'm right. doing too much stand up? But I think in the end, if it's all comedy, right, you're creating your you're like fostering yeah. your comedic voice. And so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always stress myself out about that. Totally. Yeah. Is there like a like a restlessness to it almost? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Somebody said to me after after a, a, a sketch show I was in once, it was like someone I knew through doing mics in uh-huh. the city. He was just like, so like, what are you up to? Are you still just like, uh, uh, just like trying your hand at everything? <laughs> and I was like, I guess. Like, I, I know didn't know that was bad. <laughs> I know it sounds like a dig, but I'm like, I, yeah. I can't help it. I want yeah. to do all the things. Well, I think there's also an element of like, you have to keep doing things that like excite you, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, then you're like, then you know you're really kind of reaching, you know? Yeah. You're not you know, because I've mastered everything else, so now. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, we'll talk about that. In a <laughs> but you mentioned, uh, uh, um, you know, you're doing more stand-up yeah. these days. And uh, it's it's interesting to me, too, because a lot of people, um, you know, if we can get into, uh, uh, you know, you're on a weekend team. Wow, yeah, the, very big at deal. the Upright Thank Citizens you. Brigade Theater. There's not a lot of crossover into mm-hmm. the stand-up world, especially, uh, at least from the outside, it seems, once you get to that point. Yeah. Uh, what... What spurred that, I guess, was it was it that kind of same thing that we're talking about of just like, uh, I haven't done this yet. I want to try it. Yeah, I've yeah. always I always wanted to do it. And mm. um, stand up is very scary because you're by yourself. Right. Uh, and the community is not nearly as welcoming as an improv community. No. I mean, like, good Lord, improv is almost like on the other spectrum. It's like almost a little too welcoming. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's show people that sometimes the scenes they're doing are bad, you know. <laughs> uh, and so I was so stand up was always just very scary. And so mm. then I got to a point where I was like, I just need to stop being, you know, such a little wimp about it. Right. and Just do it. But there is it does. This is going to sound I, well, whatever. It's honest. Um, once I feel like you get to a point at UCB, it gets even scarier because now you have students. Sure. And it's yeah. just like gut wrenching to go to a mic and be like, Jesus Christ, I just talked like, you know, I told these people like about how they were doing scenes poorly. Uh-huh. And now they've seen me fail at an open mic. So I've lost, you know, all position as a teacher. But I'm just like, fuck it. I have to just suck it up and I just have to do it. Totally. I mean, this, it's also, um, as, I've I've known you for a couple years mm-hmm. now. It's, it's not super surprising to see you doing stand up because even in your improv, I feel like there's an appreciation of the joke, mm-hmm. which isn't always the case, I guess, with uh, with improvisers. Where I, I feel like I've seen a lot of this is purely anecdotal evidence, uh-huh. obviously, <laughs> but I feel like I've seen a lot of uh, of improvisers try um, solo performing and just kind of do a bit that is just kind of a funny thing that doesn't have jokes in yeah. it really, and that's just nothing wrong with that. I've been very entertained by it. <laughs> Uh, uh, See, you're time. part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, that's exactly. bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, all of which is a long way of saying is that um, where has that always been kind of a focus for you? Is just like you, your lines are good, Natasha. Um, wow, thank you. Uh, no, 
I when I first started, I relied a ton on just um I guess mannerisms or just being goofy in the way that improv you get a joke just from in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and so it took me a while to, for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm not a very good writer, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just because I never did. Like I started doing improv in high school. Right. So okay. by the time yeah. I got to UCB, I was, I already had so many like reps or, you mm-hmm. know, um, time under my belt that I was already, even in a 101 class, I was like, I knew what I was doing, the basics right. I had under control. Mm-hmm. And so I, but it took after doing it a while, I was like, oh, I, I really love premise and I love, um, like doing it as far or writing on stage, which uh-huh. is really at the heart of what I love about improv is we're, we're not only is it fun where it's like, Oh, we discovered this in the moment, but also I, I like the, yeah, I like the premise based stuff. Totally. Yeah. Did, I mean, that kind of leads into your, your sketch work where mm-hmm. did you find, did you go, trans did, was improv first and then sketch or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. improv. And then I got on mod as an actor. So mod gotcha. is a, one of the sketch teams at UCB mm-hmm. and, uh, for our listeners who I'm sure are very versed <laughs> in the UCB hierarchy. They're ready for it. <laughs> uh huh. And, uh, and so then, so I was like, as soon as I got on mod as an actor, it became very apparent to me that, oh, if you want to be working professionally, you have to have mm-hmm. work that you can present to people. Right. That's like, hey, I wrote this. This is my voice as opposed to I am one of seven people on stage that came up with it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to get my act together and I got to start writing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was then you did the solo shows come out of that? Because there are two. Yeah. There's United Federation of Teachers, which uh, which I saw. And uh, the self-help yourself, which I saw pieces of, I guess, like the <laughs> yeah, the Sheryl it, Sandberg uh, yeah. stuff was like being shopped, not shopped around, but uh, uh, I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Workshopped around. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the te- yeah. So as soon as so once I finished teaching, I was like, I need to really now I have no excuse to not be writing a yeah. ton because yeah. I have so much more time. I was like tutoring. So I had, you know, way more time. Right. Uh, so I was like, I should use something that I just like have, you know, on my brain. And yeah, yeah so I did that sketch show about teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should say for the for the listeners is that you were you were a high school teacher. I was. Right? I was yeah. For in, four years, I was a high school teacher. In Brooklyn? Uh, in Manhattan in and Manhattan. in Brooklyn. Okay, I had gotcha. two different schools. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What was it like different like week by week? How did that change? Oh, out? Um, the schools, you mean? Yeah. Wait, um, yeah, yeah, shuttle back and forth. I <laughs> uh, no, for two years I was in Manhattan and then I like went to a different school. Gotcha. In Brooklyn. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you had you were working at two schools at the same time. Like, yeah, <laughs> I had two identities. One of like the good teacher, one of the bad teacher. <laughs> it was like Mrs. Doubtfire style, I kept messing it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so did that that came out of like wanting to have something to show. For, totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was just your voice. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's purely a numbers game. I wanted to write a sketch show, but it was hard getting a bunch of people in the same room. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if I write a one-person show, then I just I just have to worry about me being there for the rehearsal yeah. and the director. So I guess I'll do that. Did you find that it took longer just by virtue of the revision process? Because there's, no there's no other person or people there, I guess, to kind of bounce it off no, of? No, dude, or? it went faster. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, because yeah. I just have to worry about getting the rewrites done myself. Right. So yeah. then, I mean, the di- the director mm-hmm. has, a, I think, probably more say than if you have a group sketch show mm-hmm. because it's just me and that person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got, I mean, I think it still took me a year and from when I started to when I finally got the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I still, it felt like faster then because I've done group sketch shows and it still it went a lot faster. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you are listening to Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn uh, with me, your host, Colby Smith, and I'm talking to Natasha Vainblatt today. 904-351-0729 is the number. That's 904-351-0729. Now, Natasha, we... <laughs> this feels like it's going to be big. <laughs> no, it's, I promise you it's not. Uh, We've we, gathered your family. We and they have something yeah, exactly. to say. They're right outside that studio <laughs> door. Uh, we do a, a recurring segment on this show mm-hmm. that has come to be known as the Young Persons Radio Guest Questionnaire. Ooh. This is a series of questions that can be answered with as, as, uh, as much or as little time as you feel is necessary. Okay. This is the Inside the Actor Studio portion. Wow. Except it has nothing to do with acting or studios. <laughs> I'm going to ask you exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple questions now. Okay. 
that I ask of every, again, marquee this is, guest. This feels like it's going to be so intense. <laughs> You're going to be so disappointed when you hear the first <laughs> question. Bar trivia. Okay. Or karaoke. Um, wow. I'm terrible at both. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I think since I'm so bad at both, I also, I have no preference. I'm mm. so bad at trivia because, so I was born in Russia. Okay. Moved here when I was seven. Yeah. So I've had this weird like hole where there's just stuff I don't know because I just wasn't around. Uh-huh. And then also my parents are Russian. So like as far as TV and music growing up, I didn't listen to the stuff right. most people listen to. <laughs> so I just have like, yeah, I just have a bunch of holes there and I have, I'm completely tone deaf. So my singing is heinous. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that rules, uh, that rules yeah. out both of those. I'm very bad at both. I, uh, I feel like I do trivia once every blue moon Mm -hmm. and, uh, I always go and I have fun, but it's frustrating because there's always like a whole category that I just can't field at all. Mm -hmm. And then enough time goes by that I forget about that. (laughs) And then the whole cycle starts over again. Uh, That's how I think people feel about birth. (laughs) (laughs) It's painful. It's like the worst thing they've experienced and they forget and they're like, I guess I'll have another kid. (laughs) Well, there you go. Now I I can say I know exactly what birth is like. (laughs) Say, again, I've never given birth, but I imagine. But I have done part trivia. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen a YouTube video of a woman give birth in a creek. In a creek? It was wild. Or no, maybe a river. It It was a large body of water. Oh, like, oh, okay. Like she just, I, I was looking at videos for, so my second sketch show, uh, there was one about like, um, I forget what the premise was, but anyways, I wanted to show a bunch of pe- videos of people giving birth mm-hmm. that were gross. Uh, and I found hers. Not that it was gross, but it was, I mean, you see it all. It's just a oh. woman nude that catches her baby in her hands. Oh my God. Yeah. As she gives birth to it. I, I, I mean, that's, nuts <laughs> yeah it's insane she in that moment is like has the, the her wits about her enough to catch it like. it is truly wild <laughs> so the when people are like i'm thinking about having a natural birth i'm like yeah look at this video and then think about what you're gonna do <laughs> yeah i think that should be this required viewing now if she yeah. catches her baby with one hand that's incredible on top of that oh my god i would i would play it if it weren't <laughs> if it weren't just audio <laughs> It is. I mean, the audio will give you some info as to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Next question. Okay. Uh, I have a feeling uh, the answer will be interesting based on what you just said. Okay. What is the best concert you ever saw? You ever saw? Um. Ooh. Okay, that's... Oh, man, there's been so many good ones. Uh, but I, I went to... Most of the concerts I went to was like college and then when I first moved to New York. I would say... Okay, here we go. Dan Arbach, who oh, from yeah, uh, the Black Keys, from the Black Keys, yeah, yeah. he was at um, wow, I was about to say Triple Crown, and that is <laughs> not true. He was at Terminal Five, <laughs> great, uh, and it was. I mean, he's just one so good, and two, it was. I was teaching at the time; it was my first year teaching, and my roommate and I were like still twenty two at the time. We were like, we forgot, like we're boring adults now. We have to do something fun yeah. on a weeknight. So we went to this concert, and I felt like again the coolest person in the world. Like uh-huh. I, this is like what I imagined of myself living in New York. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was Going so to cool good. rock shows. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's, see, the beauty of going to Terminal 5 when you're uh, 22 is that you don't realize that it's a terrible place. Oh, God, I would never go back now. <laughs> I, I would never go back. I know. Some, uh, uh, Maggie Sorota and I were once talking. Mm-hmm. She was like, she was like, I don't think she loves Morrissey. She, like, uh-huh. uh, she I mean, she loves, hates Morrissey. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she as was anybody. Like, she was like, if, Mor- if Morrissey was playing a show at Terminal 5, I don't know if I would go. <laughs> and this is like her favorite person. Yeah, I think you just kind of like age out of that stuff just because you just, are annoyed by more things. It's true, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, that building too is bad. Like, there's it's not very, very meant bad for viewing. No, no, you can't see anything anywhere. No. It's oh, and also, I, people don't talk about this, but people fart all the time. <laughs> like, if you're at a concert long enough, you're gonna fart, or someone's gonna fart around you, and it's so gross. Oh yeah, you just have to be very high or drunk. I think yeah. that's the only way to do it to have like a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I talked about this last week too. I went to see Paul McCartney. At, oh, at Barclays at Madison Square Garden the week oh, before. The week before, nice. uh, I uh, I couldn't go to either of the the Barclays ones. Uh-huh. But apparently, the set list was very different than when he was there. So well, there were a bunch say of that songs. With some anger. Well, there were but there were some songs like I I would have liked to have seen. 
to not not heard, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just to watch. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I would have liked wow. to have seen him play them. Like which what? I guess I could still do. Drive my car was mm-hmm. not in there when I saw him, Man. and I could do that instead of. I I said this the other week. I feel like I never have to to hear "Love Me Do" again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're over it. Yeah, my dad is a huge Beatles fan. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was the that was the thing. Uh, when you were growing up, did you guys like bond over that? Um, no, but that was like, there was a few things that my parents listened to that was American music. My mm-hmm. dad loved the Beatles. My mom loves Barry White. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's this little white Russian woman who just like can't get enough of the soulful voice of Barry White. So I, I know, know a lot of Barry White. I don't know if I could name a Barry White song that's not White um, Christmas. Let's get it on. I think Is that's that Barry him? White. I or, thought that was Marvin Gaye. Oh God, you're right. Um, well, if Barry I, you White. know what? If you if you played something, I'd be like, oh, I know the rest of the words to this. I bet I bet uh, we could find something. Uh, In the meantime, we have our first call oh, of great. the show. First call of the show. Uh, let's bring him on here. Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, Colby. Oh, I know this guy. I know this guy. This is loyal caller. This is Tim Keck. Hey, Tim, I've even, I've listened to some episodes, so I'm familiar with your call-in work as well. Oh, man, I'm so honored. I'm so excited. <laughs> and Colby, Colby, you know I'm calling in with some fire Riverdale takes. Okay, so this is, I was just going to say, I can't imagine what this is about because Marta and Margaret haven't called in yet, so you have nothing to fight with them about yet. <laughs> no, but I'll throw some shade at when I'm about to leave. Hopefully that'll motivate them to call in. Great, you know? great. Well, let me hear your Riverdale take. Some like dog takes, or turtle takes. So yeah, the fact that you're introducing an invasive species that's going to like destroy the forest where you camp in is pretty impressive, Colby. Well, see, I I am like I'm like the anti uh, Marta and Margaret in this situation, where they are guardians of yeah. our of our animal brethren, and uh, I I'm indirectly responsible for uh, for injuring them. <laughs> You're like, let them fend for themselves. I would exactly. Let's see how they like this, I would and then love I throw a to know. <laughs> I would love to know what their stance is on invasive species, because in this scenario, it's like, oh, what do you? Would they kill the turtle, or would they release it in an environment where it's going to cause, yeah, like unknown damage? Well, it's like you know, what's for the greater good, right? Which yeah. which do you deci- which do you do? The lives of the the one or the lives of the many. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim, what's your Riverdale take? So my, okay, I, I just I I don't watch these kinds of shows a lot. Okay. You know, like yeah. these like high school whatever it is. Sure, uh-huh. sure. But I was blown away by how much of this revolves around the parents. I feel like when I was a kid, I still have no idea what my parents do. Their lives do not affect mine in any way whatsoever. <laughs> But so much of the drama is like, wait, but your dad did something to my mom. And I was like, I never thought about that ever growing up. And I was wondering if that's a thing, if I'm like the only one. I think it's a little bold to say that your parents' lives didn't affect yours in the (laughs) least, Tim. Surely something they did impacted you. They were never like, oh, you can't go over to the Clyde's house. Because, you know, in high school, uh, you know, we had an awkward moment and nothing's been good between our families since, you know? Yeah, there is kind of a warring families element to Riverdale, mm-hmm. Natasha. But, I, yeah, so I have never seen the show. I'm just yeah, familiar yeah. with the subway posters. Yes. And there are no parents on the subway poster. It's yeah. all hot teens in, like, a mm-hmm. blue light. Yeah, yeah, really dark blue light. You see the diner in the background. Yes. Yeah. The diner, which, by the way, seems to be the town's only restaurant. And that any time any character is like, let's go out to eat, they all go up to the diner. diner. Like rich kids, (laughs) the kid who's living in the back of the uh, the drive-in movie theater, they all go to the diner to hang out. Yeah, how does that guy have money for a good tip? I don't know. I don't know. Also, the guy, it's called Pop's Diner. Excuse me, Tim. Tim, (laughs) (laughs) you would just back up a second. (laughs) The guy who owns the diner is named uh, is named Pops, right? And he he is in one episode working there till midnight. And then what, he closes up shop? I guess, yeah. The diner's open till midnight, and Pops is there pulling the late-night shift. I'm shocked it's not a 24-hour diner. That feels like a bad writing choice. Yeah. It is totally yeah. a 24-hour diner. I don't know. It's not clear. It's not clear to me. Tim, what do you think? Is. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, on well, Tim's I mean, side. I mean, at some point, right. they say it's a 24-hour diner, so... 
I, I well, look, I didn't catch that, and I've I've been like it's out there. I've been watching it with a with a, a great uh, intensity. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you did binge. How many Yo, hours? But, four. Uh, four, like right away. I'm not proud of it, Natasha. Natasha Again, cooler than the host. <laughs> What'd you say? Huh? Oh, I said Natasha hit on something that is like another weird thing that I've been thinking about is like the I, I the the girls in this. Uh-huh. And I think mm-hmm. the kids in general are like too young. Maybe I'm too old, but there's some like you know steamy hooking up where I'm just like, oh, gross. <laughs> I like don't want any part of it. They do. You're right. In the poster, they look young. I'm used yeah. to high schoolers being played by like They're 37 so year olds. Totally. Yeah. That's where I feel most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely not one of those situations where you can clear. It's like a uh, um, what's Gary Coleman situation. You know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't get that reference. Is it, wasn't oh, yeah. the guy, the guy, the the guy, what's his name? Is it Gary Coleman? It probably is. Maybe I have the... No, I'm just so... This is yeah, Gary Coleman was like a 45-year-old man with like a growth uh, thing. Yeah, different strokes. Look like a kid. Like different like strokes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, see, I'm, this is why I'm bad at bar trivia. Yeah, yeah, we found out why. <laughs> Live on the air. <laughs> I proved it. Uh, okay, so Tim, they're super young, okay, and that weirds you out? Yeah, one of... Yeah, one of those girls, I forget what the brunette is like always trying to look like sexy or whatnot. And every time I'm just like, ugh, no. Veronica, like, you're Tim. You're like a, like a baby. Ugh. Every this... time I'm like, ugh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm No, cool. I, don't I don't think, think so. it's you. It's definitely not you. This is how I feel about Ariana Grande. It's the same. I'm like, this looks like a child <laughs> just like writhing in bed sheets. Yeah. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. You remember when Ariana Grande <laughs> licked that donut? In the store. Yes. Yeah, I that saw was, that. That was that was gross. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say hot. <laughs> you gotta think for donuts and for bad uh bad patrons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loiter as long as you want. <laughs> Tim, you still there? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Any any closing thoughts before you go? I know you have to go. Wow, what a pol- oh, you're do. like a polite okay. uh, woman. It's like, well, I don't want you look so tired. I don't yeah. want to take up more of your time. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to keep you on the phone. Okay, well, uh, nope. Uh, our, my sworn ne- nemesis, or one of my nemesis is uh, Carmelo Anthony got traded. That's exciting news. <gasps> oh, yes, yes. He got traded to the Oklahoma but City getting- Thunder. Yeah, he's Isn't getting that closer to Las Vegas, that? which is where eventually he will hole up to begin the war for our souls against Lance Armstrong. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, Tam, what, what was the was it Lance Armstrong who was involved in the Gordon Ramsay fight? Yeah, yeah, Gordon yeah. Ramsay's there. What are the teams again? Gordon Ramsay's so on the Tim, side to of Lance catch, Armstrong. To catch everybody yeah, what are you up, talking about? catch everybody up. Tim, in a previous call, said that the world should be divided into two teams. Okay, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Lee's one team. And who was the other one? Simon Cowell? Oh, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony versus Lance Armstrong in a battle for our souls. And which team was Gordon Ramsay on? Why is he in my mind for this? Gordon Ramsay must have been on Lance's team. Okay. Because Gordon Ramsay's a good dude with a bad rap. Simon Cowell's proud. Oh, no, Anthony Bourdain is on Carmelo Anthony's squad. I've lost track of this completely. So, Tim, does that mean Lance Armstrong yeah. is a good guy, too? He's the leader of the good guys? Oh, Lance Armstrong's a saint. Okay, this is playing out like the stands. I don't know if you ever read Stephen King. Oh no, like, I have old woman I in Atlanta, and then the, like the devil lives in Vegas. Tim, uh-uh. you're just trying to bring up that you read a long book. Yeah, big deal, Tim. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Well, it's an old, it's an old like a uh, thing where it's just it's all like a like a good versus evil trope, and and the devil somewhere, and God's in another place, and eventually Lance and Carmelo are going to have to battle it out for our souls, you know. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> We've been saying it for years. I'm just, I'm just surprised. I, I don't know enough about Carmelo Anthony, but I didn't. I am surprised you picked Lance Armstrong. Yeah. He's like right. He's got You're that surprised? whole doping scandal, right? That's all Lance Armstrong. Yeah. He's the all-time winningest Tour de Paris. Yeah, France. because he's a, he's a cheater, patron. Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. He disgraced the sport of cycling. Oh, whatever. Well, first, you can barely call cycling a sport. <laughs> it's training Why? for Why? other sports. It's, it's yeah, sport. it's such it's a training sport. training for other sports. He's getting exercise. That's it. Okay. It's like running. It's like not really a sport. It's like a, like a, like a thing. Oh, stop it. 
What 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 do the both of those have that uh, uh, there's no hand eye coordination? Is that I feel like there is in cycling. Yeah, it definitely you, is. You got to steer. If you're if you're playing football, if you're playing football, you take a bad hit, you twist your ankle. What do you do? You go to the sidelines and you ride the bike for a while. Okay. Uh, oh. Cycling oh. is something you do to get back in the game. Two, when you are two weeks to do another sport, or <laughs> if you have a heart three times the size of a normal person, like the Grinch on Christmas. And you decide to win one for America. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if we're yeah, if you're if you're competing for America, you can cheat because it's it's for the greater good. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're full we're circle. We're the turtle. We're, exactly. Exactly. Tim, we're the turtle. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. sure. right. Yeah, we can be the turtle. Well, uh, well, look. Are we still going to do a spot or not later? Tim does this thing yeah, on we'll Instagram. Tim does this thing on Instagram called Spot or Not. Where he goes to a restaurant, maybe not even necessarily a restaurant, like an ice cream stand, and it's uh-huh. like, is this place a spot or is it not a spot? <laughs> and so far, I think they've all been spots. Yeah, uh, I, I filmed one that's a little bit of a knot, but we disagreed. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. <laughs> but then you know, hopefully today we'll see if hopefully yeah. today we'll find a spot, Kobe. We'll I hope see. so. I hope it's. I hope it is. Okay. All right. Bye, Tim. There he goes. There goes uh, loyal caller Tim Keck. Tim, first okay. caller. Loyal so here's caller. uh here's Barry White. Oh yeah, here we go. This is a song called "Can't Get Enough." <gasps> I knew of it. Your love, baby. Yes. This is the first Can't thing that get came up. Of your love, baby. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. See, you're not tone deaf at the time. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. All right, here we go. Too much of anything is not yep. good for you, baby. This is but, like me in the car with my mom. I don't know about that. There's been a time that we've loved and we've shared love and made love. Yep, here it comes. Oh, there's more. It doesn't seem to me like Yeah, he's building up. It's just not enough, baby. It's just not enough. Oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. This is great. It's like one of my mom's favorite songs. Oh, my God. You're, so you guys are just driving around listening to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, we would go to, like, the Russian deli, pick up, like, uh-huh. the slimy, salty foods for the evening, uh-huh. listening to Barry White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is something so beautiful about that I know. <laughs> We'd get our, like, pickled mushrooms and then yeah. get back in the car. But this isn't too far away from... Uh, my grandmother had this like hits of the fifties mm. uh, um, uh, CD that would be played on loop uh, when she would drive me around. Since we're talking about driving around <laughs> with our mothers or grandmothers, <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Huge, huge questions coming our way. Great. What is a movie that you know is bad but enjoy anyway? This is my favorite question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Notebook. Oh, okay. 100%. I can't believe no one's brought this up yet. Yeah, it's so... Well, I used to not think it was bad. Okay. Because I saw it, I, I, well, I guess a teenager? I don't know when it came out. But I want to say like 2002 or three, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, so that, that tracks. Um, and uh, and then I saw it like last year, and I was like, mm. oh, this is so bad. <laughs> and But it's still, there's just so much nostalgia there. Like he is... He, when he's like, when Ryan Gosling is first, you know, like trying to get with Rachel McAdams, yeah. he's like, he's too much, uh-huh. you know, yeah. in a way that's like, dude, relax. You're being like aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and also they just yell at each other all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are so many horrible fights in that <laughs> So movie. many horrible fights. <laughs> But and they, they, the best thing about the fights in that movie is that they track through the whole house. They do. Like they go from room to room. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, and that scene, but it gets me every time, that scene where he's in that rowboat and it starts to rain. Oh, it's great. It, incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. What is a TV show you wish more people watched? Not one that you necessarily think is underrated or overrated, but uh-huh. one you wish you would talk uh, with more people about. Oh, I, oh my gosh. I have a bunch. So, um, Pulling is a show that was only one season. Okay. It's Sharon Horgan's show that she wrote before um, Catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. It's like uh, Sex in the City meets It's Always Sunny. 
So they're all like these women are monsters, uh-huh. but are still like the tropes are still like I'm trying to date while I'm you know like living in London. But they're all such terrible people. But it's very funny. Uh, and uh, this show called Grantchester, okay, which is on uh, PBS, and it's like a it's a show it's like a murder mystery show about a priest. It's so good. Is it is it like a British? show or is it's it like, a, yeah okay. it's a british show uh my husband and i really like it uh-huh. but it's he just solves like a new mystery <laughs> every week but he's a priest and everyone's just fine with him like being you know like working with a police chief it's just it's like a plot hole that everyone's like yeah it's fine he can totally like look at evidence and investigate these murders yeah it's, it's called grant chester it's called well, all one word okay. grant chester okay. oh my god um and uh what else? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, Broadchurch. Oh, yes. Yes. Ugh, yeah. But the original, not the American version. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it. But, well, it's, it's, uh, what's this, David Tennant plays the same role in each one, yeah. but like differently. I, I guess, don't know. Or? I haven't seen the American version, okay. but okay, it, yeah. the um, the British one, mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so good. You like a good murder mystery. I only so this is like I guess this is what happens right when you I didn't like murder mysteries but my husband loves them so uh-huh. now I'm obsessed because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like you know he watches they them all the time yeah yeah and I yeah. support him with my love and viewing <laughs> so course. now I'm obsessed with them <laughs> they're so good I recently discovered that there is a British detective show from the 70s I believe uh-huh. it is called Lord Peter Whimsy ooh okay where can I can I where can I watch it I don't know I think it's on Hulu. <laughs> But I Lord saw the Peter complete Wilson. DVD set in a in like a, a used bookstore. Great, and uh, I I just think that's the best title for anything I've it's ever heard. So good, Lord, Lord Peter, Peter Whimsy. Because first of all, I mean the guy's last name is Whimsy, so uh-huh. you expect him to be like a uh, uh, like a twee. 500 Days mm-hmm. of Summer Joseph Gordon-Levitt type character. Yeah, and then uh, uh, he's a lord, so you're you you have this very upper class member uh-huh. of British society. Who I guess uh, is uh, is a great detective. Great. So you know that's three things converging that uh, are going to make for a fantastic show. Can I say two more shows? Yes. Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies. Such a good show. Also one season. I feel like I love stuff that's just one season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Peaky Blinders. You know, I think uh, when Peaky Blinders came out, everyone thought the name was insane. It's such uh, a stupid. But name. But then you slowly started hearing actually. Peaky Blinders, not so bad. It's, uh, and I know so many people disagree. Mm. I think it's one of the best shows ever oh, written. Wow. wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, your radio is like, no, she's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the equipment is rejecting this, it's uh, this so hot good. take. Oh, and uh, Killian Murphy, good uh-huh. lord, he's, wow, what a good performer. Uh, by the way, I feel like I should say 904-351-0729 is the number. That's 904-351-0729. That beep means someone is trying to call the studio phone, uh, which is uh, not in use anymore. 904-351-0729. Please call back at that number. Final question. Okay. Who is... The most famous person you've ever met. Uh, how? So as far as like met, can I have like seen them on the street? Yes. Or yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, counts. Okay, uh, Penelope Cruz. Whoa. Yeah, and Javier Bardem together. No way. Yes. In New York. In New York, outside oh my, my apartment. No way. Hmm. <laughs> I my first year in New York, I lived like right by uh, Washington Square Park. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I walked out onto the street and I like physically ran into them. Oh, my God. And they were, I guess, just, you know, enjoying a little leisurely stroll. Yeah. I was like, damn. Wow. Did they you say good. excuse me? Did they say excuse me? Uh, I, I said for, excuse I'm me? pretty sure I like instantly was just shocked, you know, like as if you've seen the priest or the, uh, the pope, a yeah. priest. Um, yeah. I mean, they were very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, I saw uh, Edie Falco getting off of a city bike once, Whoa. and I was like walking close to the city bike thing, like not paying particular attention. Uh-huh. And I looked over just as she was like taking her helmet off, and she gave me this look, like, "Are we gonna do this now?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for this now. And I was like, "No, I'm gonna keep going." I I also saw Maggie Smith at the post office. Oh wow! At the post, like she was mailing something. Yes, that's 
Uh, that's maybe the place you would want to see, Max. <laughs> Caller, thank you for calling back at the appropriate number. Welcome to the program. Hi, it's Marta. Oh, Marta. How are you? Um, are you still there? I'm good. I'm good. Does it does it sound okay? The connection again sounds really bad. It could be my crappy phone. Oh, it sounds okay to me. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Are you are you hearing us okay? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just am hearing like a, a weird um, staticky. Okay. Anyway, how boring. Uh, hi, Natasha. Uh, okay, I wanted to say that um, it's really refreshing to hear a young person. Like Natasha, well, I don't know how how old I'm Natasha very is, young. but I'm not saying like every two seconds. Thank you very <gasps> much. Wow. Okay, that actually means oh. a lot because I was really mindful of that when I first when I first started teaching that I was uh, I, I would whoo. wanted to make sure I didn't say like all the time, so they thought I was older. Is this a subtweet at me, <laughs> Marta? Because I say like no, all the time. Colby, you're pretty good, Colby. You're pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you really are. Uh, uh, but uh, usually your guests, oh, oh God, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, oh my God, it's like, uh, uh, and it just is really, really, uh, it's hard to listen to. Okay. Anyway. So Marta, uh, I win is so, what you're saying. Uh, what? You're saying I win. You win. Great. Um, also, uh, I was thinking about you, Natasha, not coming to the U.S. until you were seven, so you're kind of similar to a um, homeschooled, like oh, a, a sort of like homeschool retard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which is great, which is great. It, it, it's, uh, it just, uh, it's just was, uh, f- funny to hear you and... Um, where you weren't relating to some of the things you talked yeah. about. Anyway, my my daughter is home, was homeschooled, and she uh, she's amazing. Um, okay, and um, I wanted to talk about the invasive species. Yes, turtle. I'm Here so glad that you can weigh in on this. Let's hear it. Oh, uh, uh, I can How can a turtle be that way? I, it. To me, the most invasive species is humans. Pigeons. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it. I know you, Marta. I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So stop talking about little turtles. Not you, but just people in general. Mm. Little turtles, pigeons, whatever. It's just like, get, come on. We are the worst, and no other animal should be uh, targeted that way. Okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll stop beating myself up over it then. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the turtle is eating this one leaf that's going to destroy that whole forest. Marcy, you watch Riverdale? So- uh, no, I don't know what Riverdale is. Well, it's the show. It's like Archie and the OC and Twin Peaks all rolled into one. Whew. Okay, so <laughs> I can relate to Archie and Twin Peaks a little, but the other one, no. I had you. I had you pegged for a for a Twin Peaks fan. Am I am I far off on that? Um. Well, I haven't really watched Twin Peaks. Oh, I mean. I was around when it was on TV, um, so uh, I wasn't into it, but I think that I should try to watch it. Yeah. It's so good. But I will say, once really? they solve the mystery, you can stop. Did you watch any of the new uh, the new series? Uh-uh. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-uh. All right. I've been burned too many times. <laughs> With stuff that's, re, you know, I recreation. It a whole bunch. So. I liked it a whole Do bunch. Do you? Yeah. Okay, but uh, see, this is how I'll know if I should watch. Did you like watching it past the mystery? So once the mystery no. is solved, you were like, no. this is yeah. trash I now? I the same the same uh, okay. opinion of second season as, as you are. Then I trust right you. Yeah. Then I will watch. Yeah, it really. It's David Lynch, right? Yes. Okay, how did you feel uh, about Mulholland Drive? I loved it. Now I don't trust you anymore. Wow. I hated that film. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. See, this is this is the good stuff. Blue Velvet. <laughs> That's how I loved Blue Velvet. Me too. Mm. Blue Velvet's good. Mm-hmm. Love. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
All right, great. Well, we found, <laughs> we found common oh ground yet oh again. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye, Marta. Marta. We'll talk bye. To you. Thanks so much for calling. Great talking to you. Okay, bye. I feel like I'm talking to celebrities because I've listened to all these people call in. Yeah. So it's so exciting. Yeah, but it's that, you know, you're you're in the safety of the studio, so you don't have to, you know, bump into them on the street. <laughs> Once again, this is a, a young person's radio with a, a Colby Smith and a, a homeschool retard and a talk of <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my that's my new tagline. <laughs> you gotta put that on your website. <laughs> uh, we gotta start wrapping the show up. I'm afraid. Oh, right. We're yeah. just about uh, we're just about out of time. How I wanna, time flies. Thank you so much again for coming. This is a real joy to talk to you, uh, and uh, uh, I know that uh, you are, uh, as we've documented clearly, very very busy. Uh, so <laughs> I appreciate you coming by. Sincerely. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Good. I'm glad you had a nice time. I had a lovely time. So people should follow uh, Natasha Wears Clothes on Instagram. Please. And uh, anything else you want to uh, uh, plug while you're here? That's really it. Okay, cool. Truly, that's it. Cool. Keeping it lean. Well, I want to say that everybody needs to come out on Tuesday at 7 p.m. to the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood for the first ever Radio Free Brooklyn Comedy Showcase. What, what? lot riding on this show, guys, so uh, show up for me, okay? <laughs> I'm very excited for you. <laughs> I'm going to guilt everybody into coming to the hey, show. Hey, you got to do it some way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've, I've gone past just regular marketing and uh, um, and uh, just gone to personal guilt trips. Yeah, Colby will cut off a limb for every um, hour someone doesn't show up. There's no telling how much I will lose if the audience is less than half full. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, it's going to be a great time. We all know it's going to be a lot of fun. It's me. It's Lisa Levy, it's like the, all the it's a uh, uh, Allison Levy and Elise Morales and Matt Strickland and Claire King. How could that be a bad time? It's Tuesday night, seven p.m. Uh, at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood. Uh, we will be back next week with our guest James Fulta. Until then, uh, we are going to go. I feel like we have to go out to a Barry White song now. Oh, of course, the next one up on this playlist is. Uh, is called Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah, Never Gonna Give You Up. Is it that never song? Never Let You Down. Oh, we can't do that one. <laughs> this one, My First, My Last, My Everything. Yeah. Is that a good one? That's a great one. I feel like... They're all pretty similar. I was just gonna say, I feel like we can't really go wrong uh, with one of these. Okay, well, let's let's try this. I He's bet, a crooner. I bet there's gonna be... An, oh, wow, no ad. Usually, I go to play the ending song. Mm -hmm. There is an ad that plays either on Spotify or on YouTube, and uh, I forget about it every time. This time, didn't forget. No ad. The magic of Barry White. Incredible. Incredible. Natasha, thank you once again for coming. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Young Persons Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stick around for points of order. They will be in here momentarily. In the meantime, here is Barry White. We've definitely got our fame together, don't we?